welcome everybody to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host Jordan, and on my left is a very excited Spencer. So, so excited. Episode 5 was amazing. It was amazing. glorious. Glorious, we yes. It was fantastic. This was one of the coolest um, hours of Marvel we've had in years. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was exciting. It was dramatic. It was like new canon that we get to kind of have some fun with. Mm. And it was an extension of a story. We hit some things. We missed some things. I mean, it, it was so much fun. Every every minute that went by, I was just kind of like, like any TV show with Marvel, I'm like, when is this thing going to end? You know, there's so much new, exciting yeah. stuff coming out. I mean, it was it was a blast all the way through. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't even know what the runtime on this episode was because I didn't check one, it. Yeah, I never checked. But I, at times I was like, oh, no, it's going to end like right now. And then they, they kept going and I'm like, yes, yes. And then I guess another part and I'm like, oh, this is where it's going to end. And then they're like, nope, we're going to keep going. And I was just like, oh, man, the last two episodes have been that exact same way, too. Like I, I, you feel like it's going to end on this like abrupt cliffhanger thing because it's like an episodic series and you're like, Oh, okay, well this would be a good time to end it, I guess. And then they're like, no, we're going to keep it going. And yeah. if you would have told me that the last scene we got in this episode was the final scene of the series, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not messing with us anymore. You no. know, it used to be like, we're going to pull you along for a while and you'll you'll think things are happening and no but they're just laying it out, you know, on the table. Um we got a lot of things in this episode to talk about, a lot of exciting stuff. Um and yes, this is our Loki episode 5 review. Welcome in. We would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community. If you give us a like on the Marvel Guys podcast, you'll see us posting there, interacting with fans and talking to everybody in the community. Uh, we have an Instagram, the Marvel Guys podcast. If you could like, subscribe, uh, Apple Podcasts, we always appreciate subscriptions and reviews. It means the world to us. This is so much fun. These kinds of episodes are why we do what we do. Yeah, this is, ah, man. I got to say, though, this week, this week didn't feel the same. This week did not feel the same. I was okay. Same. Those, those <laughs> with that the, the follow the Facebook page would know it didn't feel right. But, uh, it was interesting, man. I was like, just I, captivated. Yeah, I was fully locked in once the episode started. But as the Marvel music was hitting, I was like looking around like, huh, this is weird. I had all the lights <laughs> off. It, it really felt like a movie. Like, yeah. This yeah. one really felt big, grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, this was so cool. I was just talking um, to you about how there's been very little CGI in the previous two TV series. And yes, the, uh, they're superhero movies. So they kind of rely on some sort of CG to help with their powers. But beyond that, they were in a suburban neighborhood for WandaVision for most of it. Mm-hmm. And for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're really on location for most of it. And it was mostly practical effects. For, Absolutely. For Sol- Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then Loki, of course, you know, you got a magician. So yeah, there's that. But, this is just otherworldly, quite literally. Um, yeah. you, you jokingly said, and some truth to it, 
that there's just like a void, right? That they go yeah. to. Yeah. Well, they literally went to the void. They went to the void. <laughs> they went yeah. to the void, and the void is completely CG. Obviously, you're not gonna film on location no. <laughs> at the void. The void. Um. So, and you can't really go to the end of time. Um. There were so many cool things. What well, What What was the biggest thing that stuck out to you this episode? Um. Damn, that's tough. There's a lot. There, there's a lot. I, I, I maybe think... even the first thing that grabbed you. Whatever stood out. Uh, Eliath. Yeah, <laughs> Eliath. That was probably the biggest thing, just because of that character. Kind of, kind of an obscure character that's thrown in. That's really cool. And doing it that well. And doing it that well. Yeah. Like, uh, how cheesy does usually a cloud monster look? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I've know? roasted the Fantastic Four movie you know? for the longest time because of Galactus being a cloud. And, and but but this one was done extremely well because, in all fairness, his representation is kind of like that in the comics yeah. anyway. So it's totally it fine. Like yeah. Uh, and in fact, it actually looked a lot cooler in 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 this series. So, uh, man, props to them. They they just know what to do when it comes to, uh, like changing up the appearance of something. Like we've right. talked so much about like you can't Falcon stick and stick straight all these other to the things. comics right. for everything. You got to maneuver. Right. And um, yeah, I, I think Eliath was one, like one of the coolest parts of this episode that I just did not see coming. Right. At all. Like, like why we, would you? Why, yeah, exactly. You know? And we, we got blindsided. I think everybody did because we were thinking, okay, Avengers tower, right? Post-apocalyptic New York. One, wasn't the Avengers tower. Two, not a post-apocalyptic New York. Mm-mm. Three, they're not separate. They're all in the same spot. Yeah. And four, I don't know anything else. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing else was making I, sense. And they they didn't give us any hints to this, really. No. I had some ideas, like, last week that I thought, you know, oh, it could be, like, a void. And then, like, as the week went on and, like, our group chat and everything, I was thinking, like, well, maybe, like, Chronopolis is, is somewhere near, like, you know, I, yeah. I was I was thinking maybe like the TVA is actually like Chronopolis or like, you know, obviously when we get to the end of this episode, there's a potential there. But like, um, yeah, I, I did not. I, I, I thought that it could be like the void, but I wasn't sure. I was just like, I you know, it could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like the I think the one thing I was for sure, like made my uh, Charles Barkley Guarantee, guarantee was that uh kang would be in this episode and that was a big fail but uh you did miss on that but we got leaps and bounds closer yeah to kang so yeah for sure that I, I think so doesn't hurt no you know? yeah we we've now got two characters that are directly correlated to mm-hmm. kang the conqueror mm-hmm. um the tower the avengers tower that we thought said kang on it mm-hmm. so it was like, like a kang tower um and not the k and g spelling but you know q what is it q u n g i think yeah something um, like that. but this is this is crazy and really the only hints that they gave us are ones that you have to look back with 2020 hindsight and say okay the two things that we've discovered throughout this series are you can't change you know you can't cause a nexus event before the end of something mm-hmm. and that um well when you're when you're being pruned, apparently you don't die, and so they had to go somewhere. Yeah. And but where would that somewhere be? So it does kind of make sense that it would be some event where they could change absolutely nothing. 
And then the other big thing was the timekeepers were supposed to be unraveling the end of time still. That was the one thing that they haven't figured out is the end of time. This episode, they tell us that they're trying to make it a utopia or something, but it sounds like BS. And yeah. So because all of this kind of led to like this void that makes complete sense because if they can't figure out time, what would they do? They would be stalling for time. Right. Or what other, any other power that had control of this would be just kind of there blocking the end of time. Yeah, and, and I think what's really cool about this little area of, of time, and, and it's not even an area of time because it doesn't really exist within time, um, is that uh, it, it's basically like the island of misfit toys or whatever. Land of the lost. Land of the lost. Yeah. Like you have so many different things. Let's talk about some Easter eggs real quick that are kind of cool. There were so meet. many, and I'm going to let you take the lead on this because you've got a yeah. much bigger Marvel background than I, and I saw some. So I know there's more yeah. where you got it. One of the funniest things that I saw right off the bat that I was like, I saw it and immediately laughed. Like, <laughs> was the Thanos, like, little plane. Copter. Because, yep. <laughs> yeah. Because there's literally, like, a scene in a comic book of him in a helicopter, and it's, like, the most goofy-looking thing ever because it's Thanos in a helicopter. Like, why would Thanos ever need a helicopter? But they did it, so they put it in there, and that's probably the goofiest thing that I saw. But to come back to that whole idea of this being, like, the land of the lost and things like that is that some of the other Easter eggs that we got were actually, like, things from real life that were like kind of mysterious and like had a vague uh background uh like the uh the gaming uh arcade setup thing i i, I can't remember exactly what I it's called i didn't look it up yet but i was going to yeah um there's a lot of history with that arcade system and there's like some kind of uh conspiracy i guess with it involved that's involved with it that like it never really existed there's people that thought that it did and there's this whole conspiracy that it was created for mind control uh so there, there's and that's been yeah if that's the same one it's been referenced before yeah. in the mcu well they, they showed it in the trailer i think as well uh for loki um one of the other ones that i thought was really cool was the ship like the battleship that just like gets plopped into this uss Eldridge. land yeah what an interesting freaking backstory to that thing <laughs> like hit me with it. They, uh, I guess, I'm I'm kind of like paraphrasing and, and and not really like. I didn't really do a lot of research on this thing, but like, there were some people that were like saying that it was uh, invisible. It was created to be invisible, and uh, there was also some people that said that aliens were somehow involved, um, and that it also just like disappeared. Like, it's just gone. <laughs> so, such an interesting thing for them. Like, we, we talk so much about the details. And, and I think we kind of talked about this the most when we did our episode, which we were talking about Marvel versus DC. And why Marvel is doing such an amazing job and DC is kind of like, kind of still figuring out a lot of things. This is one of those things where Marvel does something that literally no other franchise has done is that they the smallest tiniest little details that they can throw in to just kind of make things a little cooler yeah like who would have thought of anybody in as a marvel fan looking up something about some random battleship (laughs) 
like yeah or some random arcade game like they do such an awesome job of tying things in and and, and those same things make sense like they don't just throw things in to throw things in they, yeah. everything that they do makes sense and it's little fine tiny little details and it's literally what separates them from everything else yeah, and, and this was an opportunity, a unique opportunity for them to just throw a bunch of things in there because of the situation. Yeah. Like, this is a place where things just go once basically the TVA has no use for them anymore and they prune them, and that means it's time to throw Throg in there. We get Frog yeah, version of Thor. Yeah, like, yeah. when in the world would you have been to, <laughs> right. been able to place that in the MCU? Right. Everybody's always like, what if we get Frog? Thor. like right how would that work and we get it you know we in this it. weird scene where he's dropping down and through the grass or the mud and the clay and sandstone we literally got alligator loki it's so cool that the way they do this stuff man yeah. it's so impressive and yeah it's just been it's been so much fun to watch them with more freedom because mm-hmm. with the tv shows they can really branch out uh, no pun intended but <laughs> they, they can have their fun and focus on the timeline, focus on the story, focus yeah. on the actual main events of the storyline. Um, yeah, and they could have gone overboard. We could have seen Amelia, Amelia Earhart. We could have seen yeah, that's what Skull Island. Like, you could have done yeah. whatever you wanted, but they gave us small stuff here and there. The, the warship lands, and they start firing at Elioth. Like, how cool was that? No, and so and cool. he's just like, he's a black plague. Like, he's like Chernobyl. He, he just, yeah. everything he touches just, like, evaporates into, like, death yeah and like instantly and it was so much fun and again we didn't see that coming that's been a crazy thing about these tv shows is you can follow kind of where the storyline's going but there's these huge surprises that keep popping up and loki's been the biggest version of that yeah it's been amazing and 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 to to that same point i would almost say that this was this was how we kind of felt about WandaVision coming to fruition because we kind of, our speculation went wild with WandaVision because we were, we were really off. thinking like this could be one of those series that does something like this. But here we are now watching Loki. Yeah. And we, we've talked about this a lot and we say it all the time. This is going to be like our catchphrase, but like reeling in, yeah. you know, reeling Bring back the, the, uh, the expectations. Uh, but like, it might have fallen this short on this one. Yeah, this is it because we're we're seeing so much crazy stuff that I I wouldn't have like imagined seeing. I mean, episode five with a whole another episode left to possibly be introduced to like basically the land of Kang. Like that's that's crazy in itself right. that you have a whole episode left to kind of decipher all that. Um, but yeah, just the world, the Sylvie as a character, kind of it's funny because she's like. She's already completed her journey. Like, yeah. it's pretty much all done. Like, we get it. We know who she is. We've seen her in vulnerable states. We've seen her at her full personality. We're now seeing Loki go. And this is one thing we talked about before. Loki had already, in our eyes, taken a full cycle. He had done his due diligence. He had been there for what, 11 or so years Yeah, uh, or 10 years, whatever. And we thought we saw it all with Loki. And with this series, one of the things we were talking about was what is his journey? What is his story? What's his, uh, what's left for him? 
Apparently everything. Yeah. Because he has gone through a completely different story arc that reflects the original story arc just in a much compressed version. Yeah. He has found his true inner Loki through companionship through her rather than Thor and um, really just Asgard in general kind of it was how it worked in in the Infinity Saga. Mm -hmm. But through Sylvie and through uh, Mobius, he has found his purpose reflected from his original timeline back to where what he's doing now. I mean, again, he basically sacrificed himself uh, or at least he left it up to Elioth to make his decision. Uh, and he did that in the Infinity Saga. So we're seeing a common thread of this Loki is meant for greatness. It's just that he may not get to enjoy the spoils. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the things that I was looking most forward to when we got to these Disney Plus series was that it would almost take the MCU through that comic route because this is very much something that they would do with with comic books. We've seen this throughout the entire history of Marvel Comics is you create a story, you create a background for a character, you create this awesome arc that they go on, you reach its finality, and then that's it. But then, you know, people are clamoring for this character because they want more. So then some other writer looks at it and they're like, okay, well, we can take this character and we can do something else and we can create a new villain, a new supervillain for them to go against or whatever. And, I mean, the mere premise of this series was very, I think, very much so comic-inspired in that, hey, we're going to take Loki from 2012, we're going to expose him to the rest of his life, but we're also going to mash him with the TVA and this uh, this crisis of him possibly not making it back to his original timeline at all and either creating even more chaos or, you know, going on this, like, hero's journey, which is different for him. Um, like, it's very, very comic book inspired, and I think that we'll see that, you know, obviously we've already seen it with the WandaVision show with... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're seeing it now, but seeing we're also going to see roots. it a lot more in the future, too. And that's what I'm super, super pumped for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how how much were you smiling when, when Mobius was coming around with that dang pizza truck or yeah. pizza car, I should say. Yeah. That pizza, that slice of pizza was huge. Yeah. It was like it was like a door <laughs> uh, stopper or whatever. Yeah. It was swinging back and forth. I, it was I was so Everything hyped. was perfect. It was timed correctly. I I completely forgot about Mobius. Like there's a there's a like a dragon cloud going around eating things and killing things, and all of a sudden, Sylvie's running away, and I'm like, Loki got in a car. That's kind of crazy. Like how did he know he, she was I, there? Uh, like why would I think it's Mobius? Because I completely shut him out for the moment, and then here comes Mobius, picks her up, and of course he's like, you know, you shouldn't get in cars with strangers, or right? Whatever. And I, I, man, this man, all just worked. I I. I was definitely looking for that scene in particular because it was in one of like the little trailers for the for the show. There's actually only one scene left that we haven't seen in the entire series. Which one is that? Uh, we got a glimpse of a planet that has the right. actual like little. Uh, I saw a still shot of that. Yeah, uh, the building mm -hmm. or or whatever. 
castle, whatever that yeah. is that they see in the end. It was like one part of the planet. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing we haven't seen. But I remember seeing the Mobius driving and I saw the, uh, the, the Sphinx in the background and I was thinking then, I was like, oh. As soon as I saw the Sphinx, I was like, oh, man, Chronopolis has to be. Yeah. But um, Land of the Lost. No, we're we're here in the void, yeah, <laughs> the true void. Yeah, I, it it was so much fun because, like, we watched King Kong versus Godzilla, or Kong versus Godzilla, and that was like, that gave us a different world. That was really cool. Yeah. I love when they give you a different world. That's it's, just that's great. Like Avatar when yeah. it first came out, Stranger Things. Yeah, anytime you create down. something brand new, yeah, it's so fun. And Marvel has so much ability to do these cool things that I'm really glad yeah. that they're starting to venture out into the craziness um, because we do have more magic coming and more excitement in space coming. Mm. So they're going to have creative freedom. Like the Earth, you can only do so much if you're Man. in uh, Sokovia or, yeah. um, you know, wherever they're trashing next um, I mean, in dude. their next fight. You got to think, man, we, we haven't even seen like the Shi'ar Empire. We haven't really seen the Kree fully. Oh, no, uh, close. We haven't seen, uh, like, Latveria. We haven't any even of reached the Third man. Guardians movie, man. Nah. Yes, like, it's dude, crazy. there's so much more coming, and that's so cool. Dude, there's, like, multiple different versions of Earth, too, that we could possibly <laughs> yeah. see in the future. Like, let it's alone, true. like, oh, man. They've got so much potential to, like, create new worlds and new things for us to see and experience, and I'm just amped for it. You know what my favorite character the episode was? Your favorite character yet? Yeah. Uh, There's a lot. I would say your favorite character probably would have been the classic Loki. Classic Loki. Yeah. He was great. <laughs> I thought he was, yeah, he I was, he was so awesome. cool. Dude, the way he created Asgard. That was so lit. What? Yeah. I mean, he was he was awesome. He was he was just a cool character in general. And uh Kid Loki dipped Kid out Loki with the awesome. crocodile and I'm like alligator. <laughs> Whatever. It <laughs> crocodile sounds better. Crocodile has the narrow nose. We don't know for sure which one it is. I oh know that God. anatomical yeah, accuracy of an earth crocodile <laughs> is different than <laughs> true. I mean we're in Marvel. True. Um isn't it like called Crokey? Isn't that his name? Oh. I think. I, maybe. Um Alagoki doesn't sound nearly Alagoki. as good, so I'm I'm gonna stay on crocodile. <laughs> um but the the dude was like looking around. I'm like, well, okay, they're they're spying him. What what's he gonna do? He's gonna do something interesting. He's gonna just like sacrifice himself. And he's like, just starts lifting up, you know, Asgard out of the roots of the planet. And and it was all a distraction. And he knew he was gonna go, you know, eventually because of that. But how cool was that? That's just we're getting these alternate Lokis. And you were right about President Loki. He was a different one. But it's still kind of odd that, like, they mm. all look completely different. And then there's this President Loki that looked exactly the same. But well, there was also the World Cup Loki, too, the one that won the World Cup that looked just like him. Wait, where was he? You didn't. Well, he wasn't in the episode. He was in a previous episode oh. where they were showing the different Lokis. Like, uh, oh, oh, oh. Lobies was showing like all the, the little, TVA. Yeah, yeah, little side things. Right. I Yeah, I got you there. I guess it was just a little odd that they were the only two that looked alike, but there were so many of them. Mm. It was pretty cool. That's actually why I thought that it would be that case and that President Loki would just be another version because it mm -hmm. was like, well, there's already another one that looks just like him out there. Right. So, oh, yeah. Be. It was a good call. Yeah. Um, basically, this, this episode really focused on Loki 
um, on Sylvie, mm-hmm. on you know a little bit on Mobius, but basically the Void. Uh, but that wasn't all. We were not void of Renslayer mm-hmm. uh, appearances. So she was back at the TVA talking to F- Sylvie initially, and she was really giving nothing up, but also saying, I'm as in the dark as you are. I don't know how this thing was created. And then she was able to kind of trick Sylvie into stalling long enough for her Minutemen or whatever to come by. And then we realized Renslayer may or may not be telling the truth about anything, but definitely is not remorseful. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in this. Like because it's like mm, like I don't even my my initial thoughts when we got Renslayer was that okay, she's tied in with Kang. It totally makes sense that Kang would be the one that's like ruling the TVA. Not even that he created the TVA, just that he's ruling it now. Um, and that she's like the second in command and like, you know, the, 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 the girlfriend, but now it's kind of, this is where once again, you have all of these expectations for the show and you have to reel stuff back. I, I'm poss- I'm going to say it, man. I think it's 50, 50 now on if even Kang even shows up on the last episode because it's either Renslayer's lying, which is probably, you know, that's highly probable because of what the character is. Yeah. But it also, you know, would would make sense if uh, I can't remember the character's name. Um, he's the actual creator of the TVA, though. Uh, Walt Disney. <laughs> no, no, okay. uh, not Franklin. I mean, Delano technically, either. Stanley. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's got a name kind of like similar to like the one above all type situation. Uh, Charles Manson. Okay. Right. So. Right. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Manson created the TVA. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's not Kang, like if we're not going to get Kang, um, and maybe he's teased in the end credit scene, something like that. But like, I don't think that there, there's, I, I'm not, well, who do you think so resides good. in that tower area? Because I've either... heard Tempest thrown out, thrown out, and then Kang would be the other common name that I've heard. But is there somebody else that you think could be there is, on just, the way? I cannot think of the name right okay. now. Okay, so that's it's, who it's you're like trying this, to think yeah. of. It's like the, the character kind of like just has this like old man appearance. Okay. Uh, my gosh. You can just go remember. with but yeah, that's, what he's about then. Yeah. Um, He's the he's the actual creator of the TVA. He created mm-hmm. everything. He created the timekeepers uh, and the whole scenario. Um, so would that be like his retirement home, <laughs> so to speak? So to speak. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would assume that it's either him or King. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking to those two. Uh, the reason that I say Kang is now kind of like I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Kang is just because it seems like Renslayer would be more confident in things and as it regards to Sylvie and Loki if Kang is in her back pocket. Now, where it would get interesting is if Kang is kind of using her as a puppet and like at some point erased her own memories as well. And that totally makes sense. But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on Kang. Okay. See, but when I'm watching this episode, we we were probably, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but personally, coming into the show, I was like 55, 60%, I think Kang will be the end goal here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, I, I hovered around that for most of the series, and then last episode, I was like, okay, I'm up to 75%. Now I'm at 100%. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. This obviously leads to Kang. All the characters are making sense. It all just lines up. Then the question becomes, is Kang actually the one that we need to deal with in Loki? And that's really what the point you're making here is there's steps, there's progress here to be made. Is he... Is he a CEO that's willing to come down and meet his employees, or is he going to stay in the penthouse and we're going to see him later on? So that's that's a great question right now. That that's why I really want to see the next episode <laughs> yeah. because we're going to get that answer and probably pretty soon because that beautiful tower looking area that they were about to walk into was about a football field away. Yeah, and it's I mean it's so close. I can't wait to see and also. We left off with Mobius going back to the TVA, so which is underrated. Where does he come in with all this? We have the agent, um, the uh, hunter that's being questioned, and uh, I don't think she ended up pruning her or anything. I think no. she was still sitting there. Yeah. So my guess is maybe Mobius will free her somehow, mm-hmm. and they'll have a two pronged attack from the inside and the TVA. Uh, but it, that's where we're at with this thing, and, and and I don't know the answer to it. Of course, nobody does right now, but. That that's what we're left with. Those are like the main questions, or what's what's happening in those two scenarios. What I think would be cool, and and, and I think that this is an interesting little scenario potentially, is you know somebody who's listening to this who's on Facebook is gonna give me the name of this person, and I'm gonna be so upset <laughs> later on. The the person that I'm thinking of, the creator of the TVA, right? cool scenario would be is if this dude is residing in this giant castle situation right Loki and Sylvie go in there they talk they talk about the TVA they talk about the creation of it what it's what where, where they're at with it and then it's revealed that like you guys picked the wrong place like you're not in the right place right now to deal with this situation and then we skip forward to Mobius and the hunter tracking down Rinslayer, and then Rinslayer reveals that, oh yeah, Kang is here, and then Kang just like opens up a portal, walks through, destroys Mobius, and everything, and then just like, Ooh, we lose yeah. Mobius twice in one series would be tough. That that'd be crazy. It'd be sad. It'd be insane. Because you'd know it'd be for real this time. Yeah, you it's would like know you get, it's a, like you get a mulligan in Marvel. It's the Loki. If you die in Marvel, you're like, hmm. Yeah. But then you die a second time, you're like. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like exactly. Mobius going to be in heaven. Let me drive the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a sad I, day, man. That, that could be interesting. Um, I just, man, I don't I don't trust anything Renslayer says. Well, no, definitely and not. So it, it, it's just, it's hard for me to, but at the same time, it was so convincing you know what I mean? Like, well, and the, maybe that's the point of it, but like, yeah, I think the reason hmm. what they did, and I think unintentionally or intentionally, if you're a filmmaker or writer or whatever, if you 
make somebody appear untrustworthy, I feel like everything they've said, you should take with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And she, it's like being in a hostage. Well, she basically was a hostage situation. She would say anything to get out of that situation and get gain the upper hand. It's just like Loki. Loki lied, yeah. but we still trust him, right, to a point because he does seem to have a path he's trying to follow, but he lied over and over. <laughs> uh, but Renslayer needed to get out of her situation, and so she really played a sympathy card. She was like, hey, sister, we're going we're gonna to do this together. We're going to figure this all out. I'm as confused as you are. Maybe she knows everything. The, we, we don't know, you know? The things that really made me kind of go along with the idea that Renslayer really doesn't know what's going on is her questioning Miss Minutes about the creation, trying to find those files, and the fact that she didn't prune Hunter C20 or whoever, was it B15? Something like that, I don't remember. But And the fact that she's like questioning her about what she saw with Sylvie and like that connection that was made there. Like... Those two things coupled together really actually kind of drive it home a little bit more that like, man, maybe she really doesn't know like to what's me, actually though, going on. When Sylvie pruned herself, she looked she said, Then she's dead too. I feel like that was a forced hand. That was a Well, there was that, that was mm, keeping the Minutemen from knowing what was actually yeah, going on. And to me, exactly that, that tells was. me Renslayer definitely knows what pruning completely is, which means she knows more than she's leading on. Well, let's pump the brakes too though, because I think that scene's important, but if you go back a little bit, her and Sylvie are actually talking about pruning and what that does, cuz Sylvie wouldn't have pruned herself if she didn't know where she was going. So I think that Right. Renslayer knew what pruning was, mm -hmm. and she was maybe the only one in the TVA that did. I would assume so. So, yeah, she's just kind of saving face with the TVA at that time, at that point in time, and trying to keep everybody in line in line by saying, well, she's dead now, you know, yeah. whatever. Um. So, yeah. I, it's just she's such a good liar that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And to me, I understand why you're – drawing the conclusions that you are but I, I wouldn't based on her dialogue i wouldn't change anything <laughs> renslayer yeah. would never make me move anything yeah. um at all yeah because i don't trust the words she's saying and i don't know it feels like uh, we, i've said from the start and you, you were right there with me that there's something about her like she always felt like it was not authentic and she knew something and i don't know if she's best friends with kang lovers with kang knew him and doesn't know him anymore but it does feel like she kind of knew what's happening at the end of this thing uh, but maybe she doesn't quite know what is beyond maybe she did just spill her guts on the void but it, it troubles me as to why she would tell sylvie that truly when she could basically plead ignorance my thing too maybe she knew she was going to prune herself and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna play to your thought process here, uh, using the same scenes that I was drawing different conclusions from. Is she's in protective mode? She's literally just doing everything she can to protect the TVA. So when she's questioning Miss Minutes about the files, she's checking to see if Miss Minutes maybe is willing to give up that information. And if she is, then maybe she's not. She doesn't need to be in that position. Same thing with the hunter is she's just like kind of verifying some things about Sylvie instead of 
you know, let me let me play dumb for a minute and play like I don't know what's going on to try to get a little bit more advantage on Sylvie. Um, because, yeah, she's just definitely never been genuine. And the biggest thing to me, too, is that there wasn't a reaction from her when the timekeeper was beheaded. Like, she really didn't have a reaction to that. And it would seem like if she was literally oh. kind of like mind wiped yeah. and just kind of running the show, she if that happened, she would be like, oh, my God. That's why she never let anybody in there. Right. That's that's my theory. And also, I was joke, or I, I was laughing at how she was going, don't touch them. Don't kill the timekeepers. And she's just standing by the door, like, yeah, not doing anything right. to help that scenario. Right. And she seems to be an accomplished fighter, though, not like deadly or anything, because Sylvie... <laughs> took her on pretty easily <laughs> yeah and I, and I think to, to kind of use this exact same thing and then turn that into why I was pumping the brakes on Kang mm-hmm. is that it just seems too obvious <laughs> like you know what I mean this whole time you're, you're, you're pulling the double I'm, I'm, reverse yeah I'm pulling the double reverse but like man like they are heavy handedly, especially like in the last two episodes, just extremely yes. heavy handed. At, and well, mentioning Kang would be in probably episode six. Or five yeah, or whatever. And, and if people are unaware, and, and you can speak to this more than I can, but I did some brief, you know, research. Eliath essentially has guarded Kang's empire or the the entrance to Kang in the comic books, and that's yeah. really. It's not like he's all over the place. Like that's pretty much who he's tied to is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And Renslayer is a love interest of Kang the Conqueror. Yep. And so that leaves us with no other summation. So, again, the question becomes when and where. But, yeah, continue on that path. And to to, to play on with that, too, like, Renslayer was even, like, given the rights to the domain of Kang from Kang. Like, she was like, he was like, all right, rule this, you know, Rule my place, my heart, baby. Right, and uh, so yeah, like it, it's just so heavy-handed that it's Kang <laughs> it's that I'm obvious. that I'm just like, wow, like they're really not. <laughs> it's either Kang or nothing now. You Keep know what in I mean? Mind, like, though, this is the last episode of the TV series that are truly important to the to Marvel right now. Right. Like these are the most important series, there's no doubt, because they let off with the three. Probably have some of the biggest budgets as well. I guarantee you Loki's budget was massive based on how much CGI there is. Had to be. Um so I wouldn't be surprised because we're gonna get quite a layoff here. Now we do have Black Widow coming up, but I don't think they think Black Widow's this gold medal movie that's gonna launch them through the summer. I think they're gonna count on Loki to really give them a tidal wave that carries them all the way to uh, Eternals. Mm. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think that Black Widow might have a few more implications than we are giving it credit for. But I, don't, but I, I, I will say that this is probably the, the, the last really big thing that we have for a while. So uh, yeah. definitely I would agree with you on well, that. Well, and if we get Kang... I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's nothing in Black Widow that will overstep that. Not, no, not at least for no. the, the the bigger picture. No, no, because Kang is way too big for that. But I think that it's still uh, there's still a possibility, and and I'm gonna be completely honest, man. I I I think that 
you know, when we did our little expectations show, we were like, oh, you know, yeah. how excited are you for that? I was not very excited for Black Widow. I don't think really either one of us was. Yeah, I mean, but, I, obviously we're, we're excited, but it's been so long yeah. now that we're just kind of like, okay, it's finally here. Yeah, we're two days from it now, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to see it, like, literally Thursday night. Like, I want to go to a midnight I wanna showing I want to see Loki episode six. That may be part yeah. of it. Yeah, but, like, I'm so chomping at the bit for this Black Widow movie. Number one, I, I, I really think, deep down, we could actually be seeing, like, the setup of the Thunderbolts in Black Widow. That's the one thing that I'm like, okay, that's where this could, you know. I'll buy that. Yeah. Because it would tie in directly to uh, another movie or another series, might mind you. Like, if we get another formation of the Thunderbolts, that could be where, you know, the Wyatt Russell Captain America comes in and, and runs that area of it. Uh, and we saw um, Abomination, which yeah. could lead to even more. Yeah, um, Thaddeus Ross is still out there. We still got to do our Shang Chi trailer. Yes, yep. uh, Winter Soldier doesn't really have any plans right now, and he's one of those people that's like in the Thunderbolts and, and could be in the Thunderbolts. Uh, so there's a lot of potential if they if they go that route. So I think that Black Widow has some implications. But to your point, definitely Episode Six could be one of those things where they're just like, you know what, screw it. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, here it is. Like, why not, boom, man? Throw you know, it out lay there. All it's the summertime. Make on it hot. the table. Yeah. So, uh, ah, man, I'm I'm excited. I I want to see it now. Like, uh, uh, just give me episode six now. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Why why wait another week, dude? But we <laughs> get we get Black Widow and episode six in one week. Literally. How about this content? Dump? Literally seven days. Episode five, Black Widow. Episode six. That's crazy. In the course of seven days. And I, dude, I'm, I, I really think we're gonna get Kang. I mean it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think we're really gonna yeah. get Kang. Yeah. Like we're gonna see him, and just a glimpse of him would, would like, come on, like you get so much excitement and speculation that that would, dr like, drive the train to Ant Man. Like, yeah. No doubt. You know it. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for this. And this episode was so fun. It was so good. Mm -hmm. it, I love, I love when Marvel combines down-to-earth darkness with uh, crazy out-of-world stuff and solid, solid humor. Like, that's when they're at their absolute best, when they give you something grand, something dark, and it's funny. Like, they, they nail that. That's their genre. Yeah, I think... Man. This, they're really in their bag right now. This is this is the this is the this is the <laughs> show where they really, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the biggest question I have right now, I haven't really been uh, doing due diligence and paying attention to like what's going on in the Marvel world right now. So I don't know if there's a season two of Loki or not. It is an alligator, by the way. It is an alligator. I was right. See, Loki tweeted about it. Nice. Yeah, I ain't See? fighting about it. I just hey. crocodiles are cooler. That's hey. all. They're more vicious. Respect. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that there is a season two at the moment. But if there was, that'd but if be there interesting. was, <laughs> yeah, if there was, that'd be interesting. Because the biggest thing that I'm and that I'm thinking of, and and it's kind of once again one one of those things that makes me kind of pump the brakes on Kang is that how do you even end the series if Kang is coming in? Like, I have an answer for that. 
Like I have no clue. Yeah. Like, how do you even do that? Because you're you're either gonna end with like really sad note with Loki, Sylvie, and you know Mobius, you know possibly being goners, or you know you could like it would be so crazy. That would be crazy. Punishment for your crimes against Kang the Conqueror. Right, right. And then Renslayer just goes back to ruling the TVA, and the TVA just doesn't even get you know. Like it doesn't even get don't slowed even down. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just like, goes back to being the DMV of time. Oh my gosh, that'd be insane. Uh, all for nothing. All for nothing. But we, and it's it's not gonna go that way. Mm-mm. But if Mm-mm. it did, it would be all for nothing in this like grand scheme of things. But it would have shown us so much as yeah. fans. Yeah, for sure. It would have been the fan service. This was really such a necessary us. series, and we didn't even know it. Yeah, we really didn't know how much we needed to see. I mean, you've talked about it. You weren't like super, super excited for Loki when it was starting. And honestly, I think we we did a pre-show a long time ago. This was the one I was the least excited for. I was yeah. super excited for all of them, but I think we were a little bit of outliers on that because Loki is so beloved by so many people. But I was like, WandaVision, what's going on there? Yeah, and Cat or Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I'm like, come on, that's been yeah amazing. Yeah, and then you got Loki, and it's like. Well, what is it? Yeah. We don't really know. And then we get into it and we're like, oh my God, it's like See, the coolest part of the MCU, like this time stuff. That's exactly why I think Black Widow will be that much better is is because I, I think that we're sitting here and we're like, oh, well, we've already seen like 80% of the movie through all these random no trailers. But we're like, also like, dude, she's dead. Like yeah. this is a prequel. No way forward. So there's, is Loki. Yeah, right, exactly. That's exactly right. Like we, we there's so low of expectations that we could actually yeah. be just blown away by the this Black Widow and, movie. And not low expectations of how good the movie will be, but right, how right, much right. this will impact the MCU's future. Like exactly. that's an important distinction. Exactly. Like that's we're super the, excited. Yeah. We think it's going to be a really good movie, but how much can it impact the future? It absolutely can. I'm going to make a bold statement. Uh-oh. Here we go. The oh Charles Barkley's coming out in me. Turn a fan on. It's here we go. Hot in here. Here we go. Don't turn I'm, the fan on. I'm, I'm, mess up the audio. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> that speaking into the void over here. This Black Widow movie will probably be either one or two in the combat, like what we're gonna see visually with the combat styles and stuff like that. Like we've always said that Winter Soldier is like a top tier movie, S tier Marvel movie because of how cool, like the choreography, the fighting was, the action scenes. I think Black Widow is either going to like be tied with it or literally right behind it in that same arena. I I would not I don't see any reason to disagree because to be honest, it's not even that to me. It's that every year these movies get so much better. Mhm. And it's 2021 now and I think Shang-Chi is going to be some of the coolest fighting we've ever seen oh, in the absolutely. MCU. Absolutely. And Black Widow, I don't see any reason for them to skimp out on it. Like, Mm-mm. this is going to be a great... And remember, Winter Soldier was like nine years ago now? Like, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And it, it, it stands the test of time. It was amazing. And the combat in Falcon and Winter Soldier was really good. But, I mean, you got two badass girls going at it and a whole bunch... Of, like, they're Russian agents. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. They're trained, and that's literally what they do is combat. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. I like that prediction. I, I think that this is going to be... Probably some of the coolest fight scenes that we've ever seen in the MCU. Like, I, I, yeah. Easily. That'd be an interesting uh, ranking. 
Easy. that we could do of favorite fight scenes. Yeah. That would be a fun one. And, and to your point, and that Shung, would be very different too, probably. Oh yeah. Oh, easily. Because I mean, it's so subjective. It could yeah. be a th- two-minute brawl, or it could be a <laughs> thirty seconds of crane kicks at each other, right. you know, or it, cap against cap with the America's oh, butt, whatever. Right. Um, to your point, though, I think I think Shang Chi will be like drastically different than what we've seen in the MCU to this point, as far as fighting goes. Yeah, I, I think we're really going to see some cool, cool stuff there. Uh, and man, we're really, I was, we, we were talking about this the other day. Marvel's really going to be pumping a lot of things out. Like this is the big, be- this is the beginning right here. Yeah. Like we're getting a lot of stuff in a short amount of time and we're going to have the entire like month of August to kind of let this thing kind of simmer right and then we get I believe so i keep the, forgetting the timeline and then we're getting shang chi in september we should be getting like miss marvel at some point around that time um we should be getting like hawkeye show around that time we're also gonna have the eternals in november spider-man in december like it's just going to be this continuous flow of things one after the other. Uh, but I would assume that August is going to be probably pretty painful for us Marvel fans. Uh, but Black Widow will be in theaters. So, I mean, you can always just go back and rewatch it. I mean, we we do that all the time. I mean, how many times have you gone back? I know you saw Black Panther like an ungodly amount of times in theaters. It was four the first week. For the first well, week. for the first four nights, and then yeah. I, I stayed away for about a month, and then I watched it again. Yeah. So like, yeah, rewatching the movies, it's not a not a big deal. I think that can actually kind of hold you over too for that entire month of August. But uh. Yeah. No, I'm happy to. Yeah. Um. One thing that. It, it was really cool to see these Lokis together. Yeah. Because, this. After all, like I was thinking during the episode, like it's called WandaVision because Wanda's in the television, but she's also with Vision, and like there was there was layers <laughs> to that. And then it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's just the name of the series. There's really not a deeper meaning to that one. But with Loki, sometimes we start talking and we get, we come up with these storylines and all these crazy things, and you forget the name of the show. It's called Loki. Yeah. This is a story about Loki. It's not yeah. a story about the TVA. It's not a story about time. It's no. not a story about Sylvie. It's not a story about uh, Wedding Crashers. Kang. It's not about any of that. At the end of the day, this is Loki. And so, you know, we, we forget that. We really do because it's... It, it's One of those things, man. It's just tough. It's tough to not get excited about every other character. You know, we always talk about how the villains are sometimes more exciting than the the heroes. But ultimately, it's the journey of the hero. Yeah. And so in this story, Loki the character is the story. And Loki the soul, whatever you want to call, you know, the many versions of Loki have really taken a front and center role in this tv show and so we got to see many different lokis many different variations uh female male we saw other animals we saw all kinds of things we saw different versions of thor we saw all kinds of stuff related to loki and within that 
one of the most interesting things was the way they were talking to each other about what a Loki is. And that's that's been a common theme. But this episode, uh, I believe the exact quote was like, Loki, God of Outcasts, mm-hmm. because they never quite fit in. And I thought that was kind of beautiful because that that really tells Loki's story uh, in totality in the MCU where he was always bouncing around. And what have we always said? He ultimately wanted acceptance from his father. He yeah. wanted acceptance uh, or he wanted love uh, from his mother. He wanted appreciation from his brother. He wanted to be uh, obeyed and, and beloved by his people. He wanted to rule people, of course, in a weird, twisted way. But he's always seeking something because he never fits in. Mm-hmm. And it's true of all these Lokis that we see that for some reason they had something about them that doesn't fit in. And when all the Lokis get in one room, it's like Tortuga in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. One bottle goes over a head and everybody starts <laughs> fighting. Yeah. They can't get anything done because if you have a room full of Lokis, you have a bunch of people that don't trust. Undercutting? That Yeah, that basically you see all the flaws of Loki and all the best parts of Loki all in these scenes, which was great. Like this is where we got to really see why Loki is how he is and why even when you got frustrated with him, he can't change because that's literally who he is. The coolest part about this though is that it I think it kind of symbolizes the multiversal theory as well because if you're looking at this from like the how would you even say this? Uh <sighs> I can't even come up with the right word for this, so I'm just going to like BS my way through this. Uh, if you're looking at this through like a, a, a lens of like a Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody who's like actually like super educated in these types of things, he's the Loki consciousness is like the same no matter where, no matter what universe it is or whatever. But there's always that one, you know, like we talked about a lot. Every Marvel fan has always talked about the scene in Infinity War, the one and 10 million whatever options or ways in which the the impending battle would go with Thanos. I think that's this Loki. I think that this journey that we went on was just that in itself. That's what you're talking about. And that's why also another good reason to maybe pump the brakes on King the Conqueror is because does that overshadow what the entire series would be? Because, like, let's think about it. We got introduced to the TVA. We got introduced to Renslayer and Mobius. Where if we go into episode six and we get, like, a Kang... Like, even if he's there, like, that's, I feel like in a way that's going to overshadow a lot of the really cool parts about this Loki series when it term in terms of the actual character of Loki, because Kang, we know, will be in Ant-Man 3, uh, and it, it just kind of wouldn't feel, it, it's almost like when we were talking about, uh, if, if we saw Spider-Man and Doctor Strange in the backs, in the back area of the Falcon's speech in Falcon and Winter Soldier in that final episode. Uh, 
how much that would kind of detract from what was actually going on. Um, and once again, we've always talked about what the theme of this series is. And one thing that I've always noticed is every time we get a Loki episode, it's, it's spelled out in different fonts because it's, I, I think honestly, this whole entire thing has been self-discovery because 2012 Loki was completely different than 2018 Loki that got killed by Thanos. Like 2012 Loki was still very arrogant, wanted to rule the world, was very pissed off at everyone and everything. Uh, but then he sees and he's humbled by what exactly his future is. And also now understands that there's this entire different thing out there in which there's multiple different versions of him. And each time that he's introduced to one of these Lokis, whether it's Sylvie, classic Loki, boastful Loki, kid Loki, there's some different story, but they all kind of end the same. Yeah. So it's like, I think honestly it's, it's self-discovery in that, He's looking at this probably, and in, in, in we had those scenes, too, where he's like, you know what? I'm going to go and fight, and I'm going to find my way out of the void. And if you guys want to be a part of that, fine, but you don't have to, because I'm going to do it. And he even gets laughed at for that by the other Lokis. Yeah, badly. So... I, I think it's it's th that's the whole theme of this entire series is like it's self-discovery because you know he's I think he's gonna take everything that he's seen from these other Lokis and apply it to himself we even saw like a very quick like character development with classic Loki oh, like he yeah. sacrificed himself in the end we have no there's no upside to try to fight let's just survive and just be yeah and why are you even trying and then all of a sudden he's like no i, I see i see something's worth fighting for here yeah and i think that we're going to see that with our loki as well uh in the end of this series which once again that's why i'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit more on kang as we talk about this is because it's like man does that is that too much you know what i mean yeah I mean, I would say personally, if, if I was given that question, I would say I've seen his journey already. Mm -hmm. um, to me, he's completed his journey. And, and really the last bit of that journey was him willing to lay down his life for Sylvie. Yeah. Um, and not for Sylvie, but for the uh, plan that they had together. Um, and, and that's what he said. They, they had that emotional uh, conversation where they're like, he's like sharing the blanket that he conjured up. And uh, she... She's like, is this a tablecloth? <laughs> um, but he, he, he and they both decided we're going to do this together. And she made him believe in himself maybe more than ever before. Yeah. She's been always, she's the confident Loki. Yeah. And he's the one that likes to pretend like he's confident. <laughs> but with her, he's kind of let down his guard. And she's let down her guard to an extent. And so we got to see the last moment where if he would have died in that scene and it would have led to her getting that because this is her journey this thing that they're doing yeah it's his emotional journey it's her and hers too but it's her journey to destroy the tva like and to do that she needs to find out 
how it even began in the first place. And right. to find out how it began, you have to talk to the person who started it. Yeah. So she needs a she needs a meeting at the table. She needs a seat. And uh, it, it would have been okay if he had sacrificed himself and that was the final time we saw Loki. And to me, that says that he has reached his full circle. Um, and maybe he has more. Maybe there's more in there that we still don't know and still haven't seen. But I would say that he has kind of already met where he needed to be at the end of the day. So it wouldn't detract from his story for me if we saw Kang in the sixth one. Because to me, I applauded Loki at the end of this episode. And that was enough for me. And I'm happy if we get more. But it's not necessarily needed for me personally. Okay. I can I can roll with that. Um I'm just, uh, man, I, I really do want to see Kang. I really do. But at, at the same time, I'm also in that same headspace of like, you know what? If we don't get Kang in episode six, I honestly don't know that I'd be that disappointed. Because whoever this creator is, whatever route they decide to go on, from what they've given us already, you already know it's going to be a hit. Like, we were talking about this before we started the podcast today. Like, we're getting prepared for a finale that's going to probably be easily the best finale that we've seen so far. Uh, and with Hawkeye and Miss Marvel on the horizon, I would feel very confident in saying that this is probably going to be the best season finale, series finale of 2021 uh i could be you know thoroughly impressed with miss marvel and, and caught off guard by hawkeye and those shows could be amazing and you never know dude those actually could be just as good as loki but uh well i mean we know that it's going to be a different style for sure like nothing's going to compare to this all five series are going to be kind of different I think if there's anything to compare, probably Falcon and Winter Soldier and Hawkeye would be the closest uh, in comparison to what you'd probably see on a, on a weekly basis. But, uh, man, I, this, is, this is a lot. Like, I, I really, I don't know what to expect with episode six, and that's what's so cool. Yeah, I, we've done so much speculation Yeah, that I'm genuinely just kind of going to put my feet up. Yeah. Just I don't I don't really eat popcorn at movies, but, you know, <laughs> metaphorically grab some popcorn and watch and enjoy. Because this is – have your fun, speculate, you know, talk to your friends about what, what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, when this thing t turns on, just lay back and enjoy it because we've gotten this far. I mean, this is, this is not just – uh, what a month and a half of of tv this is 11 years of your time mm -hmm. and all these shows are now the end of something and it's just enjoy it it's a blast it's fun and it's going to lead us into something new and that's really really exciting one thing that i think is very interesting that i would like to maybe uh I don't know if you have any more thoughts or, or, or anything, but like this show, I don't even think has worked 
in the bounds of time as we know it. Oh, so it's like a basically, blink of an like eye. this is yeah, not even. all of this is happening within like a fraction of a fraction of a second yeah. in real time, which is awesome. It could literally just end with Loki like stepping back into his body, like yeah. Ghostbusters, or uh, it's not really Ghostbusters, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and just this, going from there. Yeah, this is. This is some seriously crazy stuff, and I don't think people are really taking that into consideration. I mean, when you think about the Void and you think about Eliath, like, Eliath is, like, the first character ever to, like, exist outside of time. Like, Kang also did it, too, but, like, Eliath was the first to do that. His domain stretches farther than any other domain, whether it's Kang, whoever. Like them introducing that character wow and it kind of speaks to that exact same thing i was just talking about and that like this all exists and is still going on outside the bounds of what we know as time so if if loki wants to if if we get to this episode six and he pops back up into the timeline or if uh kid loki somehow that works out uh which i think it will at some point, still on to I'm it? still holding on okay. to Kid Loki because he did not have being involved. too prominent of a role by the no. end of the episode, but uh, you know, he's still there. He's still there, and the introduction, once again, he's one of those characters like Sylvie, Elijah Bradley, Wiccan Speed. Those characters are there for a reason, uh, and them introducing Kid Loki, whether he does anything in Episode Six or not, it's still there. Yeah. And that's the biggest part of the whole thing. Um Well do you think um do you think all these characters we see in the void will make their way out because of whatever Sylvie and Loki do here, or do you think No. You'll think it'll just be a select few that maybe made it out some other way? Honestly, I think it's it's just Loki and Sylvie. Because of how what they had to do to get there. Right. Uh None of the other Lokis showed any kind of competence for that kind of thing. Uh, and they're also just too worried about, you know, stupid things that shouldn't okay. matter. You know what I mean? So my question at this point, really my only remaining question is we've covered everything in the TV show. Mm-hmm. The the final scene. So you remember Jack and the Beanstalk, right? Oh, yeah, of course. He He plants the beans. He climbs the stalk. He finds a land of giants, mm-hmm. but he sees this one giant. He climbs into the house. He he gets discovered. The fee five fum thing. He was unwanted in that land. Yeah, he had to earn his way to that land. Really, he had to plant the seeds. He had to climb the the, the vines uh, or the stock. Um, they've shown abilities like nobody's beaten a lieth before. Obviously, yeah. So the fact that they're stepping through this little portal. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're met with respect? Like, okay, I acknowledge you as people I should speak with, or do you think they're met with anger? Do you think they're met with uh, something completely not foreseen? Like, where do you think when they make it through that portal, what are they met with? Not necessarily who, but what's the feeling when that when that takes place? I would say it's a little bit of both. A true, really good villain 
respects what you're doing if it's that if it's that complicated if you can see through their plan and break through their plan they're gonna be like you know what yeah that was that was pretty good right because a real good villain like a Kang or whoever is gonna have an alternative thing just in case you break through that wall break through the fourth wall so I would say that there'd be some sort of respect there but still hostility you wouldn't put up a liath to guard your you know retirement home if that's yeah. what you want to put it as He's not home you know you wouldn't you wouldn't use that as you know it, it's kind of like uh well it's, it's kind of like uh the first harry potter movie why is there a three-headed dog right. guarding this random does, door does kang have a right-hand man like a, I don't think Thanos other had the Black Order. And yeah, other than Rinslayer, I don't think of. Okay, I can't, so nobody else comes. Theoretically, it would make sense for nothing to be in between them and Kang at that right. point, if that is his residence. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And when he is introduced, since this may be the last time before we see him, do you think he takes the form of a Thanos type? Do you think he's more? For one, do you think he's the same size? Do you think he's smaller? Do you think he's larger? Do you, what do you think his voice will be like? And I know we know the actor, but you know what does that mean? Yeah, um, they could do anything. Does he come in a f- true physical form? Is he is he normal looking? Like what? Where do you think you're, we're going with this Kang character? Because we didn't really know what Thanos would look like. Wait, like we figured we he idea. would be comic accurate to a point, but when you cast a person. When it's somebody that's very CGI, you don't know where they're going to go with that. And it seems like CGI is probably where they're going to go with Kang. Yeah. To an extent, for sure. They'll, sure. they'll definitely go with some CGI. So what, what's the... Mm. Do, you, do you think Thanos is a good comp? Yes and no. Just because I don't think he's that size. That's the one thing. I, I think as far as CGI, as far as the face and overall like costume design would probably be comparable to, to Thanos, but um, his size, he, he's not as big as, as Thanos. No way is he as big as Thanos. Uh, you know, when we think of, like, Doctor Doom and Kang, they're, like, a little bit bigger than average human because, like, average humans like Franklin, or not Franklin, Reed Richards or Captain America, and so they like, stand a little bit taller than them. So not like even like bigger. LeBron. We're talking about like Kobe, like shooting guard. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe like uh, in between. Okay. Yeah. And you and you think? Uh, do you think his pre- his voice will be booming, slow booming, like yeah, like yeah. Thanos with mm, with a not, little bit more bass? Not as much. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious, man, because if it, you got to remember, if we see Kang, like that's a guy we're gonna see for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you would think. Yeah, you would think they're not gonna waste Kang the Conqueror. No. So you're gonna see him probably in two or three movies yeah. alone, and that's just the movies. Like yeah. he may be referenced for quite a long time. Because if he's if he's ve- he's verified for Ant Man, he would more than likely pop up in some Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Uh, and probably pop up in a new Avengers movie as well, if they do, if they go that route. So that's easily three, right there. Which is interesting. Think about that. 
Loki, as you've said, <laughs> Loki, as you've said many times, has been like the longest tenured villain in the entire MCU because he's been in so many movies. That's kind of ironic if they introduce Kang in episode six because he would probably take that place of being that Loki character in that we'd see him a lot in the future. I would not be complaining if we saw a decade of Kang. Nah, That'd I would be pretty either. great, man. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I think there's like two, maybe three people that would that could hold that, that place in What's I, what's really crazy is that all three could easily pop up around the same time. Kang would be one, obviously. Doctor Doom would be the other, and Galactus. Let's go there for one second. Yep. If this is Latveria, if they're going into this portal and this Oof. is Doctor Doom, <laughs> what does that mean? That's insane. And it's let's. Oh my god. Let's say it's very unlikely at this point that this would be Doctor Doom based off of the hints that we've gotten. Yeah. However. We were pretty sure there was a larger villain at play in WandaVision. We were pretty sure that the power broker was somebody different in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it wouldn't be shocking to see a different person that we're not expecting mm-hmm. at the end of this thing. Yeah, It'd be a surprise, but it wouldn't be like, oh, wow, they really got me that time. Like, no, this may not be Kang at all. <laughs> like, It feels like it really should be, but it's Marvel. So Yeah. Doctor Doom would probably be the craziest thing Oh, easily trumps anything that could ever pop up in this series. Like that, wow. Yeah, it'd blow me away. Um, Is it going to happen? No. No. But it could. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's everything with There's... Marvel. Is that going to happen? No, no, no. But, it but if it did? But if it did, you're right. You always have to leave that because you um, never know, man. I definitely see the ways that they would introduce these characters would be epic uh i could see them introducing kang in this series in this ep- in episode six but with guys like dr doom guys like galactus i think you're going to introduce them through post-credit scenes much like you would do with thanos because i think that they deserve that you know like the galactus event in itself deserves that like post-credit scene yeah. hype from like you know this is going to happen in probably five years but there's this little post-credit scene nugget for you to sit and ponder on for a while uh you know um dr doom uh easily uh, that's what i've that's what i've said i think from the beginning with fantastic four is i i think and this is a way off topic obviously but like when we get to fantastic four if they go trilogy route first movie i would love to see the puppet master be the villain because it's a villain that's like not crazy powerful it's It's, a scooby-doo villain it's a scooby-doo villain that's you know formidable and can you can tell a great story with with the fantastic four but you know it's one of those kind of things where you're like well you know it's the first movie yeah you don't want to go too crazy but at the end in the end credit scene that's where they drop that big bomb of dr doom Right. Which sets up the third movie, probably. I'm still on the end credit Kang train. Yeah. I mean, I, why get off when you're driving it and you got the bet laid on it like mm, a year ago? So I would love to see that. That that would be. That's why I'm thinking that somebody will intercept them or maybe they'll have to kind of maybe this land that looks kind of small is actually like massive and they have to journey through to find this person 
um, or being, you know, I yeah. don't know. I think um, that would make the most sense unless there is another character that they have to really get through. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, final prediction time. I'm going to say that this isn't Kang that they're going to go see. Oh. That it's this other uh, that's this other character that I was trying to think of the name of. Okay. And I cannot think of the freaking that's name okay. right now. Uh, you have quite a description to, yeah. to, to say I was right. And we'll <laughs> um, I would say that it's that character. Uh, however, I definitely and, and see... Uh, Kang in the end credits, possibly. Yeah. And I think that what's going on with Mobius is probably going to be more important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The TVA thing is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Because Mobius now is, he's motivated Mobius right now because he, <laughs> he's got stuff to do. Yep. And he's really, he said, Loki, you're my favorite um, variant, I think. I don't know. But, He's he's dedicated to his whole life to the TVA, and now he realizes he's been conned. It's a lie. And he just wants to go probably meet his family again and ride on a jet ski. And whatever is in between what Loki and Sylvie need and um, I don't know how, how I just like phrased that. That was horribly. <laughs> but whatever he can do to help them, he's going to do. And since he has the Tempad, um, which was like a brilliant move by Sylvie, even though I don't even know if she realized she had it in her pocket or anything. Oh, I think she knew. Um, that was brilliant. Probably. Man. But she, she pruned herself while she had the Tempad, and Mobius was able to get back. So I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to have a, an integral role in this, this last episode, and I can't wait for the back-and-forth action to happen because they do that really well in Marvel. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think we'll see Renslayer versus Mobius and and Hunter B fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. I think it's B fifteen. Um, I think we'll see that showdown. I I really don't know what's gonna happen there. Um, but I'm I'm gonna just watch it, and yeah, I believe with with Kang, I think my most likely feeling is Beauty and the Beast style, where they have to they go to this great land, this wonderful castle, or something like that, and they have to navigate their way around. Um, maybe even fighting some some tricks along the way, but it's going to be Sylvie and, and Loki to the end, and I would not be surprised if one sacrifices themselves for the other, um, but at the end of the day, I do expect to see Kang the Conqueror in that end credit scene. Me too. I at least hope Can't so. Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be really Inside. exciting. Um, Bart Scott, baby. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll, we'll end it how we started it. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. We reached, uh, it's always hard to tell super how accurate it is, but we reached 12,000 listeners. Oof. Um, what? I should say 12,000 listens, to be fair. But we've reached about 1.2 listeners. That's that's different people. Wow. That's exciting. That's really cool. Dude, that's insane. Um, it's crazy. But uh, really appreciate you guys. If you can give us a like or join the Facebook uh, group, which is the Marvel Guys podcast, Apple Podcasts, the Marvel Guys Podcast. If you could leave a review, uh, and and if you love it, you know five stars. We do really appreciate that. We read all the reviews. It means the world to us. And anything you can do to help us really comes down to just let us know how we're doing. Talk to us. Have fun with us. Because if we're not having fun, we can't pump out nearly as much content. But right now, 
how could you not be having a blast? I'm going to make a proposal here for those that are in the Facebook group. And maybe it's an incentive for the listeners who are not in the Facebook group. Since we do have some time between episode six of Loki and Shang-Chi, I would be willing and, and very, very excited to maybe do a live stream of some sort on the Facebook page. Uh, just hanging out, maybe do a little like live Q and a with, uh, with the folks in the page. Uh, just kind of hang out with the fans for a while. We're going to have a little bit of a time off, uh, from new crazy things going on. We're not going to have a series at that time or anything like that, but, um, yeah, in a way of kind of, uh, better interacting with you guys as well that'd be awesome by the way fact check for the moment q e n g a little bit off on my king spelling there Ah. Uh, that was what i was what was on the towers but yeah that sounds fun um always let us know what we can do to be better we want to be better Mm -hmm. we're not perfectionists though we're just up here having fun having a good time appreciate all that you guys do and we we see everybody that's like hey i'm so excited to see the the uh, show and then listen to you guys like that we're excited to come home and record this thing. So, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry that we didn't get it to you as soon as we usually do, but, you know, life gets in the way and things happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we, we do our best to keep it uh, out and, and running for you guys. So thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Have a great day. Peace.